Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tooele Happy Hour podcast, starring Holly, Jared, and David. Tonight, we're just going to run through some news and clean up some loose ends, talk about some good stuff. Yeah, stuff burning on our minds. But if Insanity had a podcast, if Crazy was a show, (laughs) if Retarded was real... Bingo. Here we would be. The yes. Twilla Happy Hour podcast. Here we go. All right. Time so, for the mission. So, we got three news stories we want to chat about. I, I would like to talk about the last show for a second. Okay. About right. the candidate. About, about Rod? Rod. I thought that he was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of good things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate you guys having him on. I think that's great. We've only got... I think one or two more left to file the to be on the show. So for the Republican side, for the Republican we side. are going to have on anybody who's running. We don't care if you're from a, a weirdo uh, party or whatever. We want to have you on. Still, I have to say, um, Joe is my favorite show we've ever done. That's cool. Well, and I I just want to thank you for for what you do because I the one thing we need and we've talked about this before is an educated populace and the more they know the more informed they are to go vote I think the more confident they feel does sound like a threat to me like you're going to throw me out of the country I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but don't you think if you if you hear from everybody I agree you don't know who you're going to vote for but I think a true independent is somebody that will wait and learn and you're offering a service to get to know these guys and ladies in a very casual and yet you know dark you know deep questions mm-hmm. way and i i appreciate it i do so and i appreciate the fact that you let me come on the show again and oh, again. we love having you holly <laughs> you're you're the 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 spice in the you're trapped. Charlie. I'm the sugar. You're trapped. In the spice. Here you are. You can't get away now. Uh, this is your seat. But Keep anyways. <laughs> no, Rod's good. Um, no, it's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking with these guys. I enjoy in-depth conversation. And I love when you can pose an idea to them to make it so that uh, maybe, just maybe, God willing, they get back there and run with your idea and they think about it you know what Mm -hmm. else i really appreciate and i'm not saying that i don't absolutely appreciate the zoom meetings because i do i know people are busy we're far away and everything else but i really appreciate when they come out to to the studio i just i think there's something especially you know it's night we're 300 miles out and only 30 miles back but it's I, there's something to me as a voter that means a lot that they come in here, talk to your face, and come out to our county, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. And then he's he has to stay in the town, you know, and and he's given back to Twila by buying our gas and yeah, using our our hotels. Yeah, and, he's, he's um, staying in our hotels. So I think that's I think that's cool. That's he's committed. Stand he's up, committed. It shows a stand up move. It's a stand up guy. So I think all the candidates that are considered running, I think it's um, free advice here is to be present into the communities that you want their vote. Try to be as present as possible. You can't spread your out your yourself out too thin, um, especially. But you've got a year ahead, and 
it means a lot to voters to see your face or to know you're in the in their city or their county and you're there to listen to them. So yes. I think that's cool and I got to give them props for that. I know Carolyn came and was mm-hmm. here in person as was Trent mm-hmm. Staggs. And so I think that's, I think we've got a great pool. It's and tough. in my, in my party, um, I'm really excited about the candidates coming out. So I hope that, I hope that we'll get to meet yeah. some of these others. Yes. So, on to fun stuff and funny stuff and sad stuff. Um, Holly, what'd you bring us? What are we talking about? Well, um, this isn't new. Uh, What what, uh, news station are you pulling? It's called Defense News. It's, It's Federal Times. They're just discussing the Pentagon. And the Pentagon fails... Sixth audit with numbers of passing grades stagnant, <laughs> and it's the sixth year in the row in a row the Pentagon has failed its annual audit. So, we're talking about the Department of Defense, and we'll talk about money here. Um, the Department of Defense assets are vast and decentralized, amounting to three point eight trillion, alongside four trillion in liabilities and they're located in 50 states and more than 4,500 sites around the world Uh, the pentagon has been auditing itself since 2018 the last department to do so after congress required the practice across the government in 1990 and it solved some of its easiest accounting problems now change each year and is the change is more incremental now to me, this is important because, first of all, I don't know why the Pentagon would be auditing itself. That feels like it's, I think you have a separate auditor. It's kind of like printing your own money. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm. Does uh. the Treasury audit themselves? Mm-mm. Oh, easy on that. There, well, look there, at it. There they have s- been politicians shot from book depositories for less this than This said that. Pentagon began auditing itself in 2018. The last department to do so after Congress it's, passed this. It's not uncommon for the military and for government agencies to do internal audits all the time. Well, actually. they should. Yeah. But who's auditing them on the outside? Right. And the House the House is voting to give them money for Israel, for Ukraine, for Palestine. And, and so they've asked for this big cash and they've asked for Ukraine's asked for military equipment you know, who's, again, it brings me back to who's auditing the the expenses going out to Ukraine just in itself. I mean, Ukraine's now over 300 plus billion taxpayer funded donations, our military assets. And so I'm, is there... Uh, is there a list somewhere you're that a explains... You're a concerned citizen is what you're saying. I'm absolutely concerned because right. I can think of so many situations in this country, in this border, in this, these walls, I would say in within the walls of our country, but that wouldn't be accurate. Um, <laughs> but a wall in itself. All these people, all these things that are needed here in our nation and potentially our military. I mean, we're looking at a lot of different confrontations from a lot of different sources right now. I don't want to say World War III to be, you know, fear monger, but I mean, 
China and Iran and Russia. So all of this could be closing in. What exactly does our military have in assets? Not that would necessarily be public, but I want my senators to know. I want my house to know, the representatives. So are we spreading ourselves too thin? And financially, we're giving them money we don't even have. Like, we don't even have it. Well, that is for sure. We don't have our money. We don't have it, but we're giving it not just to Ukraine. We're giving it to countries across the world. And yet a portion of that could be used to secure our border, to secure our homeland security. And it's, it's, it's a political thing now. Now it's about politics if you want to secure the border and protect Americans. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at it from a citizen's point of view, and and you're wanting things from a citizen's point of view. But you got to remember, there's people in the government that 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 run the farm, and the chickens want one thing, the farmers want another. The bureaucrats in the government. Well, the, the lizard men, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> well, I mean, there's electeds, and then there's bureaucrats, right? And the Pentagon is bureaucrats, and so. And then their boss is appointed, right, by the president. And the president is where the buck's supposed to stop or the House representatives. So all these electeds are accountable to me and you by how they get voted for. But these bureaucrats are accountable to no one. They can sit in Congress and they can talk to senators like they're trash. Like, I don't I don't have to report to you. And yet you're... You're supposed to report to me. You're supposed to report to the American people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, all right, so in the in the military, you have the full-time government employees, and the commander comes in every two years, and they're like, oh, man, these policies suck. We can just wait two more years, and then we can just eject those policies Absolutely. right from the books and implement them right into the new commander's schedule. Something Absolutely. Like that. yeah. And that's what's mm-hmm. happening in every federal agency because it's a revolving door of who's accountable, but those people stay the same all the time. I would argue. And that's just how it's done. And so that's how you get problems like we had during COVID with the F, the FCC? No, F. FDA? FDA. Yeah. I would argue it's not like that. As we saw in the last election, that someone gets in and then the bureaucracies work towards getting them out. Well, yeah, but they're doing it their way. commander on an army base getting in and you just suffer through him until he gets moved to duty station, gains a, you know, gains rank, gets a full bird, whatever. No, the FBI... um, the bureaucracy of the FBI, maybe not every agent, worked towards getting Donald Trump out. Um, the DOJ worked tr- towards it. Now, in my belief, not everything that Trump did during that uh, action after he was not elected was correct. But there was four years that the FBI worked against him. Well, it's not just—it's not just Trump. It's anyone not like-minded. Oh, oh yeah, challenge the system, and the system will bite you. And that's why we need to do away with the system. We have phenomenal FBI agents who have done sure amazing do. things, mm-hmm. but they get and easily escorted them, out if they 
None uh, of them sit on the top oath. floor. None of them sit Absolutely. on the top floor. Absolutely. Same with, I'm sure there might be an ATF agent out there that I could probably suffer through drinking a shot with. But none of them sit on the top floor either. Anyways, uh, they, they are spending money. They're spending it like crazy. It's gone insane. Um, a lot of that money goes to secret budgets that we're probably not supposed to know about. Or I told you, Green Berets. Green Berets spent all of that. Yeah, just dropping off like suitcases right of money here and there. Yeah, pallets. The local warlord. Pallets of pallets. money. Pallets yeah, of money. It happens. Uh, luckily, we can just print more to replace it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, Dave, you've got a. A super fun story for us. Uh, kind of a civil rights violating story. Well, I, I don't know if it's civil rights violating quite yet, but they're definitely testing the waters with this one. So, I, I, all right, I want you to think back towards the time when the Boston Marathon was occurring. Mm. Someone let off a pressure pot bomb, and they locked down the city to look for these guys. And eventually they found one or two of them in yeah, a boat. Yeah, Watertown. Yeah. Watertown, Massachusetts, I believe was the name of that place, where they had, like you watch the videos of it, they had uh, uh, tactical vehicles surrounded by, uh, you know, up-armored vehicles surrounded by SWAT teams moving door to door, keeping people in their houses, and then forcibly searching no warrant, which is, that's the big thing you got to think about. The Fourth Amendment was thrown away that day. But we were very willing to go go along with we it because, weren't. well, we weren't there. Massachusetts but. was because Massachusetts, it's, they couldn't be any deeper in the blue. <laughs> well, they, these guys wanted they were to find afraid. and apprehend these people. Right. Sure. And, and you know what? I guess maybe I could even conceive of that being a worthy reason to stay home by police force. Okay. Mm. Now, fast forward to a shooter that shot up a bowling alley in a bar and he was well trained by the United States military <laughs> he is an unstoppable force of destruction mm -hmm. everyone's locked in their houses and they are afraid go get this guy let's save society everyone stay home and it works really well the society is locked in their house and they're compliant so fast was there forward. a timeline like for two hours or it was for a couple of Until, days, if I remember right. Really? The guy killed himself. For the shooter in Maine? Yeah, yeah, the shooter in Maine. That's Army, it. Yeah. So it's indefinitely the until Army we catch staff him. Sergeant. They, it, was, it was, yeah. They wanted, they wanted that guy, and everyone wanted him to get caught. That's a lot worse than just locking home. down a school. I mean, that guy has, mm. that has made some of the best this year conspiracy theories, that guy. Well, he had great VA care, I guess. Well, they gave him some hearing aids, and right after they did that, he started hearing voices because he had suffered hearing loss somewhere along the line. So they gave him hearing aids, and right after they did that, he started hearing voices, or so they report. He may have just started hearing. Um, okay. But yeah, and then they call him a, a weapons instructor, and he's an E6 in the National Guard. They're all weapons instructors because there's... They run the ranges. They have to. But 
So, yeah, okay, it went well. I mean, we got everyone to stay compliant and in their house and locked down. Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward to November 10. We are going to serve a warrant and arrest a guy who was at a political rally on a certain day. We'll call it January 6. And this, January 6. The day guy, democracy almost died. This guy, uh, what's his name here? Well, here's his handsome face right here. Are you here. sharing your screen? Yes. Well, I was just showing Gregory what it looks like. Gregory Yateman. Gregory Yateman, yeah. He was at the political rally, and, and they wanted to serve him, and he dodged the FBI or whoever it was serving him, and he went into the woods and got away. So... Okay, extremely not dangerous because they've interviewed the guy. They've already said, ah, he's, he's they, not a problem. They, they cleared him. They cleared him. They yeah. cleared him at first. Well, and he wasn't known to be armed and dangerous and hasn't no. just committed a felony or killed people. He this was is in from the military. three years ago. He was in the military, so that automatically makes him a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. But well, not to they be, did clear him pretty Not just that. I mean, that's but this, awful blonde But they're terror. going after to get him. They're going to get him, and they're... There, he hasn't just done something recent. It's just right. we're going to get him today. It's been three years, but we're going to get him now. Yeah, after three years, so anyway, he he walks out into the woods and just like totally dodges the warrant or or the the service of his uh, arrest. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if he if you're not a real danger to society and you're not like actively shooting and killing and bombing people. You'd think the police would react a little differently than they did, but this is what happened. They put this entire city in Jersey on the the uh, crockpot bomber lockdown system. Did they go house to house? I believe like they, they did. did in Watertown. Yeah, Watertown went house. That's to absolutely house, incredibly just terrible. Systematically searching houses that 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 just breaks the Fourth Amendment rule. You know, you're supposed to be secure in your house. And I, I remember when a little girl was kidnapped in Sugar House or something, and they did a lockdown in this neighborhood because it was so quick. And sadly, the guy they went in and checked, they didn't find her, but she was in a barrel and was already deceased. And this was only 30 minutes, 20 minutes. For something like that, when you have a heat-of-the-moment situation, I think the public... Is and and the public is is in an effort to help. Yeah, come in and look, but they should always have a choice. Yeah, I I don't. I mean, if you got a bomber out there and you you, you assume they're terrorists would... and you assume there's more of them and you you know one of them's been injured, one of them's already shot a police officer, and I mean the guy who actually called them in and said, I think he's in my boat. Yeah. Well, they had been in a gunfight. His brother got. That's how they found him. It wasn't going house to house. Yeah, and that's that's. I would rather him say, "Hey, look, we got a dangerous person on the loose. We don't need vigilantes out See there." See something, so say something. Stay home. But here's our hotline. It's separate from the nine one one system. You can call in and do a quick report of where things are. Yes, the police are going to get prank calls, just like when, uh, when, um, what was it, New York. Did that call in line for oh, whatever? Oh, to tell on your neighbor if yeah. they weren't and being they compliant with COVID of, regulations. A whole bunch of pictures of phalluses. Um, but anyways, I can see that. But advising people to stay in their home, but locking them in their home, that's a violation. I agree. That's illegal detainment. And then 
going door to door. That is so corrupt. That's assuming you're a criminal. Even if you're not. But let's say you are. No, I mean, you're a criminal without any reasonable doubt. Just because you would be hiding this person. He was a criminal. Not him, but the the homeowner. The homeowner. You're basically Hmm. accusing me of hiding this man from you by not giving me the choice to say, he's not here. You're doing something that, um, that is illegal. Next thing you know, they pop in your house. They see that. The next day, they're down at the judge's office saying, hey, look what I saw. I even got it on body Or, or they just see yeah. a, a wall of guns in your hunting wall yeah. that mm-hmm. you may or may not have registered. Yeah. yeah. Well, the point is we're starting to socially engineer our society to accept these lockdowns yep. for now to acquire political prisoners for the Democratic Party. Here's- uh, and, and that's the scary thing is this dude was mm-hmm. at a political rally. They've interviewed him. They've brought him into the office many times. They've cleared him. And From now what they I want him again. He didn't even go inside that day. He didn't. And they made him out to be worse than the crockpot bombers and the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon or... You know, I mean, you, you, I think they were trying to label him like the guy in Maine. I think, but they, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Did it? Did they catch him? Yes, he yeah. turned himself in uh, the next day. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't bust through his door at 6 a.m. and and shoot him. Yeah, because that's yeah. where we are right now. The FBI's done that a time or two. In so, the last so years. maybe that's why he wanted to wander off into the woods in the first place. Is yeah, it's just safer to do it that way. It is. It's I, safer I to turn yourself it. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I wish that the FBI or whoever was chasing this guy made the same effort to go after I don't know the people that were trying to push down the walls or the wall at the White House for free Palestine, and mm-hmm. they also paraded and protested and tried to stop mm-hmm. a government meeting in an injured police in the Capitol and stopped. Why uh, aren't they looking for them? Why is there not this big manhunt for all these pro-Palestine well, you don't folks? don't go after the militants of your political party until your political it's, party it is that simple. has become the, the uh, authoritarian tyranny that you want. Yeah, you but eventually they around. will go after them. But they still need those soldiers. It's, to me, the hypocrisy is just so everyday Americans just see it and they're just like, well, you know, they're lying. Or, yeah, well, it's okay for one and not the other. And I... For one, I hate that, that we've been, you know, we're going into that place to be compliant. And Here's it, a question. It's by design. What do you guys think about DUI stops? It depends. If there's probable cause, I think they're warranted. You mean like random you mean, ones? Do you mean the, like a roadblock? Yeah. That's a tough one, right? Is there any probable cause there? It depends on what the roadblock is for. Because it's a Saturday night? Because that's usually what it is. Yeah. You shouldn't be driving drunk, period, the end. I agree. I agree. But. I guess how big a pain in in my butt is it? Are they searching my car or are they just looking in my eyes with a flashlight? Stopping you at all. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I think it's dangerous for law enforcement. I don't like that aspect of it because you never know what you're going to get. You know. No. Granted, our county has backed off doing them for like the last 12 years, but a friend of mine brought up this radical idea to me, I don't know, 20 years ago. And I went, what? And then I thought about it and I went, he's right. What's the idea? Yeah. The DUI stops are a breach of the Fourth Amendment. Oh. Yeah, but who follows the Constitution these days? (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
and Dave comes through with, man, we got to get Dave in office. He fits right in. Right. Just throw me any some, office, any office. Throw me some sugar. That's right. I'm really policy. impressed with throw the work you've done over the past two years as delegate. I think, um, I mean, didn't you learn a ton as a delegate here and at least the process, but you also, you got front and center with all the electeds mm-hmm. that know you by name now because you're, you're not really forgettable. But I mean, I think that, I think someone at least, if they were ever to run, should go through a process and get to know the just how it works. And you get to hear what your fellow delegates are asking and what's mm-hmm. really on the pulse of what's happening in your area. You also get to learn how many are really not informed. Yeah, I, I don't look at it more as a learning experience as much as I do an interrogation. Yeah. So I'm a safety guy. And oh. it's my job to make sure that people are wearing their safety gear. And, you know, they'll feel guilty if they tell me they are, but they're really not. And I look them in the eyes and I can figure it out. (laughs) I know if people are wearing their safety shoes. I know if they're wearing their safety glasses, putting their hearing protection in. And it's the same with politicians. I know. I can tell. I can smell it. If they really care about freedom or if they just want to enrich themselves or some sort of alternative motive. Give me your MSDS. That's a hard one because good politicians can... Or now it's SDS. I apologize. Sorry. I think it's a, it's a double-edged sword with politicians because most of them go into it, I think, in the beginning thinking they're really going to do something. But they get there and realize they're getting their knees knocked out from underneath them and their hands tied behind their back and they're accountable to all these people they made promises to but they're not going to be put on committees if they don't toe the line mm-hmm. they're not they going don't to raise money for the party yep they got to raise money for the party so they can be reelected and they're constantly worried about the next election they get 30 seconds maybe if they're in a committee on television or a news snippet and if they're just trying to legislate in a way that is constitutional it's not popular it's not sexy um it's i think that it's i think it'll they have there's those two holly i mean there are diehard people out there that are like freedom or death and there is nothing in between those are the guys that turn me on well, but yes. they don't they don't get much done yeah, though well here's the deal I unfortunately to a, i wish they did i That's listened to problem. a freshman democrat congressman give a talk just today <clears throat> he was asked what is it like he says first of all we show up and they separate us by party all as freshmen and put us on buses so we're not around each other he says then we get there and he says i'm not on any committees i'm a freshman or i'm on committees that don't matter so i might be occupied you know two hours a week with actual legislative stuff and he says every other hour is spent fundraising i can see that other hour and i was like whoa that's heavy that's heavy so he and he's doing that for the party and for the senate it's not as extreme as far as fundraising and there's longer it's longer term six-year terms but the house they are constantly trying to fundraise and they're trying to be reelected. Yeah. They don't, they get one year to work and the next year spent campaigning for their upcoming election. And I mean, there's, 
I think that there's a lot that needs to be done and their hands get tied just by the bureaucrats who are waiting behind them and telling them those, this is how it's done. And that's how it's done. And yet it doesn't have to be done this way and it doesn't feel constitutional. Let's fix it. But their own party's got their thumb on them. Yeah, there's I mean, always party politics. I'm here to interfere. say, why is Mitch McConnell still the minority leader in the Senate? Because he throws elbows, man. But this is... <laughs> we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to call out Joe Biden. Why is he the, why is he still in office when you know he's suffering from a lot of different things and you can tell that there's issues there and yet we better be prepared. Worse. But we got to be prepared to call out our own people and it's Mitch McConnell who actually allows bills to get to the floor. You could have every constitutional bill. You could have every plan that's fully constitutional, oh, and he's not going to call it to the floor. You don't. You don't get to do it. Yeah. Even if your intentions are so spot on for the American people. Yeah, he would hold them up in a heartbeat. And. And well, he's been proven to hold them up. He has held them up, and yeah. I think that I think as a party, a lot of a, we need uh, to fix our own we house. Also, we also need to remember that we are sending people there. Asking them to vote that they give up their wealth, power, their strength, their nobility. So it's going to take special people that we send there. That's why I'm extremely well, black pilled because we could, Utah could send the very best. We could send the Thomas Jefferson and the James Madison. Right, because that's when the but founders be, actually did it. They would be knee deep in in people who. Who they would have to figure out how to either get on their side or get around. Right. There's got to be some compromise so, if you're going to get any effective change done. I hope that Nero's bow is tight. Okay. What does that mean? The bow that he plays the fiddle with. Okay. Nero. You know, most women don't don't think about Rome. She doesn't Rome. think about Rome. This is for us men. How, how often do you think about Rome every week, Jared? God. Week? You want to go by week? <laughs> Jesus, I got to kick my shoes off to count Hi, Mom. That. Yeah, men think about Hi, Rome Heather. at least once, once a week. Is I your heard. mother on there? Or yeah, no? my mom is on. Oh, I better clean it up. We better change not the next. <laughs> no. Anyways. No, tell us about Nero's bow. I... Nero, he played the fiddle as Rome burned. Oh, like the Titanic guys. Nero, the emperor of Rome. I understand. But they, they, they enjoyed it. The Titanic guys were getting cold as the water. <laughs> they did that socks. to keep the people calm. Right. Well, I, I mean, it's. I always go back to the Star Wars references. So this is how democracy dies at the sound of D democracy applause. dies with an applause. The, th yeah. the sound of thunderous applause. Uh, or if you're in Germany in 1933. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for being on tonight. Yeah. Tuning in. So, I'll do, I'll do my not seeing stuff. She's, they're coming across her feed. She shares mm -hmm. better than you do. Apparently. No, I just put it on my own page. Oh, I do too. But And that way. So, talking about democracy dying and people getting their just desserts. All right. Everyone remember uh, John Sullivan, Jaden X. He was a guest on this show once. Yeah. Um, Right after, gosh, this was would have been like February. They 1st. called him Utah's own. He was yep. from Utah, um, right? Or was he from somewhere else and just lived he's in Utah, Utah. first? No, he's born and bred, I think. Born and raised. So, 
Washington, a Utah man was convicted today by a jury at the District of Columbia of five felonies and two misdemeanor charges related to his conduct during the January 6, 2021 breach at the U.S. Capitol, the day that will live in infamy. His actions and the actions of others, they got to throw that in, disrupted a joint session of the U.S. Congress convened to ascertain the count of the electoral votes related to the 2020 presidential election. So anyways, John Sullivan, 29, Salt Lake City, Utah. Wasn't he there when... Ashley Babbitt was yes, shot. Yes, he's the one like, who videoed He videotaped it. it. He urged her on to right. climb in that position. He also broke out a window. He was armed with a knife. And he also has ties to Antifa. Yes, and BLM and... and he's not he a was, Trump supporter. He was also... No, he is At not. All. He's not also all. that guy that, that egged on the incident down in Provo. Yep. So tell me how much how much time did he get? So, uh, well, he hasn't been sentenced yet, he's been but found he's guilty. been convicted of all five. Um, so let's read that's, through those. That's all five. Most people had like what seventeen or, or, or all seven. Hold on, let me, let me read through these charges. He was convicted of obstructing an official proceeding, a felony, obstructing officers during a civil disorder, felony. Entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds with dangerous weapon, felony, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds with dangerous weapon, felony, an unlawful possession of a dangerous weapon on capital grounds or buildings. That one I don't think should be a felony. That should be a misdemeanor. You know, idiot tax paid out the back door because... Well, they already have that charge above them. Like, why did... It's one above it, entering or remaining in a restricted building yeah. or grounds with a dangerous weapon. Then you're going to add unlawful possession of a dangerous weapon on capital grounds. Welcome to our judicial system. They, they stack it up. He was Sounds also like they're found guilty of misdemeanor stuff. offenses of disorderly conduct in a capital building and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a capital building. So he'll be sentenced at a later date by district judge. Royce C. Lamberth. Um, be interesting later on. I should look up the, whether Lamberth is a uh, Republican uh, nominee or, or a Democrat nominee to the bench. That makes a difference. But so, anyways, when they did the trial, they called him a uh, uh, anti-institutional activist. Instead of a BLM or an Antifa activist, they called him anti-institutional. And I think that's how they got the conviction, because I think they're in D.C. with a jury there. Had they called him BLM or Antifa, they just said, oh, he's one of our guys. I'm Let surprised him go. they even charged him. Which our judicial system is broken. I think they kind of had to, because he, he went he all released over the, the news. He released the video. I saw his and video live, and I went, oh. There's video of him saying... Um, this is during during uh, the, one of the videos. One, the Jan 6 videos are slowly bleeding out. This one will be bled out. They have to do this. Otherwise, and, and we'll get into some ph- philosophical talk. They tore his video down, though, off the Internet, the one where Ashley gets shot, right? They I mean, did, but he sold it to CNN. Right. He didn't put it up. CNN, I think, pulled it back down. Yeah, because I know it because got wiped because you couldn't find it. You can find it now, but you have to look into the seedier sides of the Internet. But we don't need to go into that today. Okay, he says, there are so many people. Let's go. This 
S word is ours. F yeah. We accomplished this S word. We did this S word together. F yeah. We are all a part of this effing history. Let's burn this S word down. Let's get a picture of him. Do you have so, one? Uh, there's, yeah. Rather I'll, I'll than like reading this second. story verbatim. Okay. Let me, let me pull a picture up real quick and then I'll get back to the reading. <laughs> Because Holly is making well, it Well, people tough. can read it themselves, yeah. too. But I'm we reading could... that, and I'm reading that right off the judicial site. You know, I, I, I have to say this, but a lot of people are going to disagree with me, I'm sure. But when Trump gets elected and pardons everyone from January 6th, I hope he's included, I don't want to see him go to jail for this. I don't want to see any of the January 6th people in jail. For this. Well, but I the think guy they've been shot, in jail for this enough. The guy who shot Ashley Bobbitt, Babbitt? Babbitt. I, I would love to see that guy put in a cement rape cell. He cool. already got cleared, justified shoot. And I, what I worry about is DC has different laws there. They have a different judicial altogether, obviously. Well, that's what I, I also wanted to go into that a little bit on the philosophical talk um, about how I think our, our judicial system is breaking down and, you know, more of my good black bill talk to make you guys sleep better tonight. And for anyone that doesn't know what he's referring to when he says the black pill, tell, tell people what you mean by that. Well, you got the white pill, which is a sign of hope. You've got the blue pill, which is um, a sign of mental instability. I thought You've, it was ED. Yeah, <laughs> that too. You've got the red pill, which is uh, a sign, a conservative sign. And then you've got the... Well, the red pill is awake. They're awake now. They know yeah. what's happening. The guy who invented this pill system, he invented the blue and red. His name is... Mencius Moldbug or I thought it was Curtis, the Matrix. Curtis Yarvin. Well, Kurt, he's the first one that that aligned these to the political spectrum. Um, Curtis Yarvig, Yarbug. He's a he's an interesting person. Um, okay, and then but anyways, and then you got the black pill, which means you don't see a way out of it. You don't see an avenue of success other than. Full revolutions. That's not success, though. You just see it burning to the ground. Yeah, you, you did, because I see... Which essentially would be success for someone with a black is, pill. Revolution is blood pill. No, it's not success. What is success to someone with a black pill? They don't see an avenue for success. Okay, so... Not in our lifetime, they're just, I suppose. They're just the Grim Reaper walking around alive. I'm sitting in Rome in 300 AD, and I'm going, huh. You're playing the fiddle. No, I'm not playing the fiddle. I'm watching him play it. Oh, I see. And it's getting hot. So this is our Utah Utah yep. kid. And, and honestly, if he's been in jail this entire time... He hasn't. He hasn't. No. He's been out. Yes. So... He was out when he came on our show. All of these, tri all of these charges are far worse than the ones that people have gotten 17 years for. Yes. Um, now, what... I, okay, here's here's my thoughts on it. So... Unbelievable. In D.C., a conservative person is not going to get a fair trial by a jury of their peers because he's going to be judged by Democrats according to their 
theory of what they want to see. And you can't ask for just a judge trial because the judges usually are, are even even then uh, if, activists from the bench yeah, in D.C. Probably, but I would think for something like this, they would demand a jury trial, especially where it's federal and all that. But you've also got. But the question is, could a let's say he went before a jury trial for that stuff that happened in Provo where they shot a what's his name. Over the threats? Oh, him? He didn't shoot him, but he was there, and he was kind of whispering over the ear of the guy who did. He's kind of everywhere where chaos happens. He's he's involved in all that. I mean, reports are that he even went to Palestine and did some training there. I've heard that from someone else, somewhere else, and, and... Real or not, I've just heard that. But you didn't ask him. You didn't know that yet? No, I didn't know. I I just heard this last month. I think he should go to jail. Uh, But the question is, is could them get a fair trial here in Tooele? Who? The the people who did the BLM rides, him and, and the guy who actually shot. What was that guy's name he shot? Gosh, I forget his name. We met him. We talked to him. That riot, that BLM riot in Tooele where they shot the guy that was driving his truck home from Home Depot. Could they get a fair trial here according to our policies? I would hope so. Tooele found that reprehensible. Right, but I think a jury... And anybody, anybody that really is ready to commit on a jury, if I if I saw but, this, I, I think it's about the crimes and sure, weighing those but, crimes. Okay, here's the question. He didn't pull that trigger. He didn't shoot the gun. We don't know what his ties are to the gun. Well, if he's instigated it, then but we don't that know is a that. crime. We don't know that. We're just going on the the. Well, I'd hope there'd be January evidence. January sixth level of could he get a fair trial and bigger yet a fair sentence here, which means has our nation bifurcated that much where our judicial system depends on your politics and where you're at, whether you're going to get an equalized trial. I don't, I don't know. I think if I was sitting on a, on a jury and he was up there, I would hope the prosecution would have enough evidence of his ties to, to other riots he happened to attend. There, the fact that he's a January 6th right next to Ashley Babbitt, that would have some stake. The fact that he's in Tooele County, again, at a, at a, to me, his history matters. And the charges matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think parading in a Capitol with a flag and being escorted around by police by any means, those people would get the, a more fair trial let's here. Let's say the circumstance I'm setting up is Provo, and let's say he's on trial with that kid who shot that guy, but he's kind of on trial. As a conspirator? Yes. Okay, if you've got evidence that he's with that guy, then when you are committing a felony and you've got a partner, that Mm. person is just as guilty of that felony if someone dies. Well, if the... Or if if anyone gets hurt. Well, then that means everyone that was at that protest is guilty of that. If... Not if their intent isn't there. If this guy's intent is to start trouble... I'm saying the only evidence we have on this is that the guy who shot him was the only one with intent. We don't have evidence that he did. We don't have ev- evidence that anyone else at that protest did. But 
How would his trial go here? I hope he would get a fair trial. But I, I also would, would hope, so hope that the prosecution would get a ton of evidence before bringing charges. See, before they I'm risk just, putting a man in prison. I'm just, but I'm wondering, are they doing that in the Jan 6? We know they're not doing that Jan That's 6. the question. So they're getting there tried. There is a different Because they're not system. counting on the, uh, 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 an honest and forthright prosecutor or judicial system. They're getting convicted through a jury and trump will get the same treatment in new york for that same but you're missing the point is the jury convicting just because of politics absolutely that's why i'm saying new york you've got a pool of jurists in new york politically one-sided during who are prepared to convict during his trial they never mentioned blm they never mentioned antifa why didn't the prosecution mentioned that was because they thought because that the jury, the jury would sympathize is sympathetic to blm and antifa right so, so i mean instead they call him an anti-institutional activist sounds pretty catchy that sounds like domestic terrorists well if you're the institution yeah you gotta, right you want to get the conviction through a, a democrat jury you've right got to do that well i, ju- I just sh- i mean that's the shady part is that they, they use those words, and the media has repeated those words. Right, and they don't do the same Which for I anyone else. They kind of screwed John with that in a way that they had to twist what he was so that they could get him convicted. And a lot of people think that he is an FBI plant, that he's an informant. Would you be surprised? Um uh, not at all. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. If he He's was everywhere if all the time. If he was a Democrat Party plant, I wouldn't be surprised. What does he do for a living? Uh, he How was, does he afford he to travel so much? He was a professional so speed skater, an Olympic speed skater, but <sighs> doesn't pay well. Apparently, aged out of that. He's a professional activist. Right, so he's getting he paid. He calls himself a journalist but by someone to travel and do all of that and. Yeah, sorry. This this well, kid, I mean, this BLM, kid's everywhere all the time, and his hands a, are dirty. I'm not bringing this argument up to say whether he's innocent or guilty. We know he's guilty. We, we talked to him. He told us about what he did. We know he's guilty. What I'm bringing it up is to point out that is our judicial system that broken? It is that broken. And it has been. It has been, absolutely. I think it's just the lights come out again. There's people that have taken the red pill, and they're seeing it for what it, what it is. The judiciary is selective. The problem is, those people that's taken the red pill were committed to these very same actions 60 years ago, being used in the opposite direction and thought that was good. Well, the be- our, our, our justice system is still probably one of the best in the world but it has got some problems and the problem is is you can't be perfect because it's made up of perfectly imperfect human beings there is less corn in our turd okay but i'm saying there's not a perfect system there's just not there's not i mean so you're and you're dependent on the same people that vote you're dependent on them Following the rules of sticking to the law, sticking to intent, sticking to the, the, the law, and what they are persuaded by their politics or their race or their their belief in God. They're persuaded by whatever. Or it could just be 
there is a fantastically charismatic defense attorney that they really like, that they choose to support, or a prosecutor. People are fickle, and uh-huh. that's why the system, it, it could never be perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the best way to make it perfect or more perfecter is to not have these overlaying laws that entangle everyone universally all the time is you have a simple legal structure okay the sherry. mayor wants to know what about the corn <laughs> sherry hello sherry that is your mother i suppose yes my beautiful beautiful mom yes hello and thank you for making your daughter she's a uh, a pleasant addition to my circle of homeboys and homegirls and just to answer neil's question the corn makes the syrup (laughs) (laughs) what about the corn i says our our poo has less corn in it that's all i said yeah you're easier to polish so what what do you want to get to the bottom of with him are we done talking about him no my a bigger philosophical question on uh the black pill point look my representative is fantastic in the state. My represent or Grantsville's representative is fantastic mm. in the state. I agree. Um, they they are honestly we are the luckiest people on earth. I feel like we are. We are. We are. Uh, with Bridger and Tim, we couldn't get any luckier. Both of them are. Both of them are forthright. They're honest. They're intelligent. They get on top of it. They both really, uh, really bring a, a good voice to our area. So I actually think that we also have great local leaders. Our county yes, council, our county council's great, done phenomenal. When our they city, should have, they should have been going through these growing yeah. pains. And our city councils um, are great. The good mayor of Grantsville is great. He's the amazing. Of, the mayor of Twill is great. We are lucky out here. We really are. Um, you know, uh, Stansbury Service Park, Agency could use some work. Stansbury Park needs to go through some stuff, and but they've gone through some stuff, which is why I think Stansbury's where they are. And I don't want to uh, cast aspersions on on your uh, leaders there just yet. I think that. Oh, you need more time. I think what they need to do is I think they're I think what they're what they're trying to do with raising the taxes is a knee jerk reaction. I think they they need more planning and they need to have a structure that allows for uh, someone to manage that. They've better. had this knee jerk reaction for two years, uh, you know, but but listen, that's not uncommon. Uh, that's need- not a partisan group of people, and it is the people who are taking taxes out of my. Mine and my husband's paycheck. Out of and, your baby's mouth. And they're making decisions that are crazy. And, and sadly, they're, for me, I mean, they don't have, um, I just don't think they've got, they've done the best with what the resources they have. No, they don't. And I, I but we could dig into that. We should do a show digging into that. We and we're actually going to go live that. into their next meeting, I think. Okay. Uh, one of us will, and we'll interview the people because this is the one thing i have to say about the stansbury service agency their meetings have been packed with people who are all vocal against what they're doing and they continue to do it yeah and so to me that's like a slap in people's face yeah we'll dig your government it is but (laughs) this is the most local level you could possibly get and you've got people who don't know what their job is maybe they're not 
experience. And I can appreciate that. Most electeds that go in their first time, they learn on the job and, and it's not, it's not easy, but I think that when you know that you don't know something you ask and there's so many resources out there, but they don't ask Hmm. until they're in trouble. And then it's like, well, it's your guys' fault because you didn't want the tax raise. We had to lay off all these people. We can't afford them. It's your fault that you didn't notice that a million dollars was being embezzled More under your nose for two was years. stolen from the city. Yes. But I want to circle back around to the philosophical idea. Well, yeah, but I think Neil wants to know what's going to happen on Tuesday. Mm, Tuesday sounds like uh, okay, well, garbage we'll, day for We'll me. skip my idea. Tell us about Tuesday. Tuesday's, Tuesday's voting day. Tuesday's voting day. And there are and places. it's also recyclables for 1010 West. Thank you, David. Oh, that's, is it Tuesday or Thursday? It's Tuesday. Oh, perfect. So if you got big stuff uh, on this side of town, that's talking about the uh, settlement elementary side of town, put it out by the street. And, and you have. But you you have, have, don't you have to let him know ahead of time? No, that's recyclables, I said, not, not oh. the bulk trash. Oh, recyclable. Okay, so you have to already, of course, be registered to vote, and you should have gotten your ballot, and then ballots must be mailed and post-dated um, on Tuesday. Perfect. Um, there's a lot of drop places, like drop boxes, so if you're in Stansbury, they've moved it to the fire station, and, I mean, you can drop your ballot anywhere, um, drop your own and drop... You know, Twilla make sure City you building, sign it. Uh, Grantsville, I'm sure it's down at the Grantsville City Building. Right. So, Remember, follow the instructions. You get it. Don't tear the little tab off where you sign, but sign before you look the envelope and close it, which, come on, it's 21st century. Why are you still licking nasty-ass envelopes? This is weird. What's the sticker, right? I know. Don't, don't they have the, I mean. Yeah, are you supposed to lick them? Well, you're no, only licking. We have to lick ours. Hopefully, you're only licking one, though, Jared. And them. you don't have like 200 you got to go through. Hey. <laughs> like I'm, in Arizona I'm, or I'm Wisconsin. Democrat. I'm a good Democrat. But, but I'm I very excited. I only voted for 30 dead this year, so. I'm excited. Um, Tooele City has their race, and, and Grantsville has their mm-hmm. race. In Stansbury, we had two agency members come up. Um, but then we've got the congressional race, and, of course, I am supporting Celeste, and I know you guys are excited about the candidate you're supporting. Um, I'm hopeful because I, I know that Celeste... You can go to the fire station and vote in person. Yep, you can vote in person in Grantsville at the fire station. Everyone's got a personal invite from the good mayor. And of the mayor, Mayor Critchlow, I absolutely adore you. He's and outstanding. I love the time and attention you spent with this candidate, with with Celeste, mm-hmm. and I know that um, that she speaks very, very highly of you. Mm-hmm. And she also really likes um, our. You know, Jared Hamner, the county council chair, and has been very open to be here and be present and to be helping our small towns and making sure we have what we need from our representatives. So that's my main reason for voting for Celeste was how already in tune she was with the needs of of Grantsville, of Tooele County in general, and then all the work she's been doing already. I wish she'd have made her campaign slogan, send this dirt doctor to D.C. That would have been fantastic. Well, Because she's a dirt doctor, you is. know. She is. She is. A soil scientist. It's so nice to send people to D.C. when 
they do have a history. It's just like with Tim Jimenez being an environmental engineer. Oh. I mean, stuff he knows. I'm glad It'd they... be like sending you a safety audit person. Uh... What is it called? Oh, stop it. Uh, what is your job title? Fascist safety. extraordinaire. <laughs> safety fascism yeah. in the 21st century. So basically... I am the one who puts the boot on the throat. If there are some bills or something that come out where your expertise are really, really needed, it's oh, nice to know that... God, we... The speed limits would be 12. Oh, you keep interrupting me, rude. Get used to it. You interrupted me the whole time I was philosophical. Well, you were just reading. Holly, at least you get to talk. Words. I'm surprised you've actually words. gotten that many words into the show. <laughs> I did see your last show. David was a mouse, quiet. I know, he's like scared. Uh, uh, my, my mouth was open, but nothing could come out. <laughs> of course, I've seen that too. You know, you don't talk much. I've seen you with your wife too. You're just what silent. I do, it's impact all the way. Oh, it's it's quality for sure. Yes, yes, dear. What would you like to say? <laughs> what would I like to say? I I already told everyone Tuesday is recyclables. Mm -hmm. But it's voting day. That's the blue can. I already voted. I mailed my ballot in a long time ago. I love that. In fact, if we could get people to vote early, um, that's really it's really great. I, again, though, I do <laughs> like it? when candidates come in and and can maybe change your mind or yeah, you can I'm, get well informed and sometimes that takes some time i'm not thrilled about it i'm not thrilled about my actions then why did you do it because it, it so if someone puts taxpayer money on the table and says this is for a new car if you take it right now even though i know taxation is theft I'm going to put my hand on the money and take it. Mm. I'd be crazy not to. Or how about this? Try convincing uh, a lottery winner not to cash in their ticket because you're, you're you're robbing funds from society. Oh, no, no. You don't cash your ticket until you have your lawyer in place. You've got a new name, a new identity. Then you go cash in your ticket. <laughs> what I wish I could do is make everyone vote on one day in person. And make it a holiday. Yeah. So they don't and miss make it work. A holiday, yep. And uh, you know, maybe a few other limitations. But unfortunately, I, I really think our voting system is it's in need of a little revamping. And and that also goes for our poli party politics as well. I think our uh, our delegate system also needs a little revamping. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But. Tuesday is voting day. How do we get day. out? How do we get out from under the vote by mail that so many people have become very attached to? Because I like to vote in person. That's my. That's what I prefer. But vote by mail is is now everywhere, and yet, I mean, do you like it? Do you think it's the best way, or do you think we need to revamp it totally? Yeah, I I think voting is is for me. It's kind of like. You know, some people go to church on Sunday, and my religious holiday is, is the day we elect our lords and masters. <laughs> so I, I wish people would take it with a little bit more reverence, uh, and the system that is implemented for the, uh, the execution of voting was a slightly more ritualistic system of, of importance. But, right. uh, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like... I feel like we've watered it down and, you know, a lot of people that have 
died to give us this wonderful republic are kind of being slandered in a way by oh, our no. current voting system. They're voting in blue states. <laughs> They're voting. <laughs> but I love the sentiment because when I was a kid, it was a big deal. Mm. My parents took me when they went to vote and it was a big deal and it, it's an obligation and it's important. And um, I, I miss that. I miss the, I don't want to say the lines to vote, but I, I liked that I could go in and see my neighbors and, yeah, you don't really necessarily talk politics. People were, back then, you kept it to yourself. You didn't really... Politics wasn't pushed to center stage of every part of your life back right, then. Right, right. And so, you know, you, you chat with your neighbors, you show your ID, you go and do your ballot and you hand it in. And I, I do, I love and I absolutely miss knowing results on election night. I don't understand how we're in 2023, almost 24, and we've gone backwards with you used to hear results at the end of the night on paper. Well, I think that's because, you know, the voting machines have to be adjusted for the outcome we want. I mean, it's and with mail in ballots, you can mail your ballot in as long as it's before a certain time. Um, Mm. But like on voting day, well, it won't come in for for what, two days? Mm-hmm. That's true. So you're you're leaving a little bit more flexibility for the system to and the results as need be. I don't get results, and as a party chair, I need I need these results. Our candidates need these results. And didn't Arizona this last one take something like a whole week to get their results done? Oh, some some took two weeks. And what's weird is voting night with 2020. Trump goes to you go to bed and he's got this huge lead and then you wake up the next morning and it's like wait what happened and so I'm not saying anything I'm just saying when people people are 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 really really I think they have a lot of they love the convenience of mail-ins but they are lacking that that reverence that you mentioned of the importance of their vote and so uh, we've got a phenomenal county clerk and her system as well. She's got a great staff that's working with her and it's all business and serious. And um, she, her whole thing is about the integrity of how ballots are counted and collected and protected. And and so, I, again, we're so lucky in our county. Oh, yeah. That I don't I don't worry about you know, the outcomes, but I would love to know them. I'm sure she'd love to know them and get them all done, but it's these different stages and layers that come in. You can put it in a drop box, I think before 8 PM and they're all gathered up on voting day. So these guys could have an all nighter counting ballots and then more come in a few days later. It just, it just feels like there's a better way and we're just not seeing it or I don't know, maybe it's because the population's grown. I, and there's more ballots to count, but... Yeah. Well, Neil says... Well, I mean, even big cities knew it back then. Neil said, and maybe they're not getting as many volunteers. I don't know. But I still think it's because the machines have to be calibrated. <laughs> um, Neil says, Bridgeport explains a lot about the 2020 election. I do not know what he's talking about there. Bridgeport. Neil, we've only got like two minutes left, so... Quickly pop on, tell me what it means. Patricia says, we have voting machines in Brazil as well. 
And we know the results in two or four hours after voting in one day. Uh, I will point out that me and Dave on this very show looked at Brazil's election results two weeks before election day, and they had it then. So, and they have mail-in voting there too. I don't think the no. machines. I don't think the machines mattered in that one. I think that one. I I don't care what anyone says. What's his name? Lula. Lula. <laughs> yeah, that was. He was chosen. I don't think anybody elected. honestly voted there. I think that one was shady. Not one of the news agencies actually reported election results before the election. They did. It was like yeah. two weeks before it, that. and we watched. We looked at it on the show, and I looked at the election results after. Dead on. So either they've got the best polling system on earth, like god tier polling, or. Oh. oh, stuffing the ballot boxes for the mayor. Have you guys heard about that mayor in Illinois, that chick mayor? Um, she got is stuffed. Is it Bridgeport, Illinois? No, that's. I think he's talking Bridgeport somewhere. Hold on. Uh, you use Bing? Sure. What? Well, Bing pops up first just because... He said it as his... Yeah, I have Microsoft, but I set my my browser to something else. Yeah, they, they set it for Jared. Yeah, remember, I'm a IQ 20 level. I'm just excited Tell you're us. sitting upright. You're doing a good job. I'm sitting up. I know. <laughs> I tied my own shoes today. Look at me. I like uh, stuffing the ballot boxes for man. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay, did that? Did they actually get convicted? We're gonna have to dig into this. Neil, bring it back next time. Anyways, there's this mayor in this like small suburb in Illinois. She's like a 32 year old chick, like a you know, the semi attractive chick, and she is dumping their money down the drain and locking them out of the chambers. Like when they go to have a city council meeting, she locked them out of the building and had all the locks changed. And so I've been following this story. She is gone hog wild insane. She went to Vegas on the city dime and spent like a million dollars. Why is she spent not she in jail? Because she has bought the police force. Not just the chief, but all the cops. Because she puts them on. Still, there's a county personal, sheriff. Her personal detail. She puts them on her personal detail. Right, but there's a county and, sheriff. And she, one guy, one guy in, in one pay period worked 13 hours a day. Now, he was honestly the best looking of the officers. She's a young single lady. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be clothed to protect her, but I imagine. But anyways, 13 hours. He got one two-week paycheck that was... Uh, that was something like, what was it, $3,300 or something. It was insane. I'm just like, whoa. Okay, Patricia says one. Chicago, man. One day vote, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. We have to vote a specifico in one place by zip code and two. De- yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that when you did the vote, like you put it in, it printed out the paper note right into the round bin. Because they had decided on Lula. So you're saying Brazil doesn't have integrity in their elections? There's questions. Who has integrity? But if you, if in you their do elections? ask questions, you end up like the last president, Bolsonaro, and you become like an excommunicado. Well, remember, and they had kind of can't. a 
you can't enter the political arena for 10 years. Yeah. So what oh. they're trying to do to Trump now. Oh, yeah. And the stuff they did in Venezuela. They're much more effective in, Bre Ven uh, in Brazil. That's because Brazil doesn't have a Second Amendment. Yeah, probably. Quite simple. Second Amendment, everyone. <clears throat> buy guns, buy precious metals. That's a lead, brass, copper jackets. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Gold is fun. No, sure. But precious metals are... Much more My usable at, at point of purchase. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyways, that's the show. You guys. Are you going to. What? Mention anything else? What am I supposed to mention? About me being on the show. Oh, yes, we need to go through this. Oh, I apologize. Sorry. Okay. It was like the whole reason for me being here tonight. It's like the change of command. It's not the whole reason. <laughs> We were just, I was just going to put you in a red hat and just have you start showing up every time. Oh, okay. that would be so funny. So Dave has to, for, uh, thank you, Neil. Neil says, great job. He was probably talking I'm to I'm going to come and see you, Neil. I have something yes. for you. But Dave was, Dave is having to take a step back from the show. Um, Dave has an STD, guys. Everyone pray with us. But anyways. Dave has to take a step back from the show. Holly is going to step in as New Dave. Holly's name now is New Dave. Holly's name is Holly. No one <laughs> can replace Dave. Dave. <laughs> but anyways, He's Holly's going to step over. Dave is not disappearing from the show, um, but we may not see him over the next month as often. But after that, I expect to see him more than ever. I'll be back. Yep, he'll be back. Get in the chopper and all that stuff. So, Holly, you're going to take my spot. Yep. You're going to run with it. And you're going to just do a phenomenal She's job. She's going to kill it. She yell, she'll probably yell at me. I'm sure Jared lot. and I will have many a fight that will get scratching. Ooh, do you read that, Dave? Neil says the hat is a must. So I have to wear the hat? He's not going to take that hat off. <laughs> he doesn't have a head under the hat. I'll get it. I'll try to find a t-shirt that says I, no, it. No, we need to get you like a golfing visor. Oh, no. I'll just get a t-shirt. A t-shirt? You're always it. dressed to the nines. I've never seen you in a t-shirt. Yeah, you did you when you were gun training me. You didn't wear, you wore a button-up shirt that day. Oh, my gosh. How you know that is so weird. And actually, I did, and a turtleneck underneath because yes. the Because brass the tends brass to jump. And yes, fly. you wore a button-up shirt because it was a concealed carry class. And you must keep your weapon concealed. But anyways, everyone, so you're going to see more of Holly, less of Dave for a, a couple weeks, maybe a month at the most while we get all this new stuff aligned. Uh, we'll tell you the specific Dave didn't catch a disease, but we'll tell you the specifics about what's going on. And, and there's lots of excitement coming and Dave's on. Dave's so time of comfort to tell you about it. And please... Please tune in. Please tune in as often as you oh. can because we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming yes. in. We want to. We want this to be with all of you because there's some of you that there is... have always tuned in, and my mother hasn't seen me in a t-shirt either. Probably not since you were dressing her. I'm sure it was like she probably hit like I don't know four, and she's like, I dress myself, and I'm wearing. Fancy My stuff. mother has gone through some long, like, surgeries in the past with me. She has seen me in yoga pants. I was a stay-at-home mom. So, Mom, you are just silly. Whatever. Well, I'm going home to wear my yoga pants right now. There's That's nothing right. better. So, but anyways, 
And then there's also other bigger news that we will announce probably the end of the month when all the stuff on that gets boiled out. Please share with your friends. If you like the show, if you want to contribute to the show, share with your friends. We so badly want you all involved because it's been been really neat. Find us on on YouTube, on iTunes, on iHeart, on uh, on, uh, Rumble and BitChute. We're on all those. Find us on your preferred system and and, uh, jump on there. We are going to start going uh, multi-stream soon, so you'll see us on probably live on at least here and YouTube at the same time. So that'll be happening and soon. And they can like and subscribe and hit that notification yeah. button. Yeah. So. Well, you're good at this already. Yeah. She's already there. We need to start announcing it before we talk about it, before we talk about the rest of the show so we can get people hooked quick. So we can be like those shady teens handing stuff out to the kids on the swings at the school park. The angsty teens? Out of a white van. I'm talking about handing out the footballs (laughs) and baseballs because we're sports fans. I love sports. like sports ball. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you. Fun to chat. And uh, we will be back next week. Maybe Dave, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll just kidnap him. I'll be back. You guys have a good night. Thanks, everyone.